Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe. You know how that's spelled. B-L-E-A-V and Lions. We're here on the Believe Podcasting Network. That's Detroit's number one and only sports podcasting network. This is a show where we believe in the Detroit Lions. And by the end of this episode, so will you. I am recording a little bit early today. This is coming to you from the weekend. You're here in this Thursday morning, just like you do every morning right here on the Believe Podcasting Network on Believe in Lions. I'm your host, Derek Okri, but we got so much to get into today. I'm going to talk about why this is going to work with Dan freaking Campbell, his coordinators, former players, his coaches, the new team, the new quarterback, whole new vibe in Detroit. I'm going to tell you why this is going to work and maybe where they stumbled or and made mistakes in the past. We'll talk about that. I want to talk about, give you a quick training camp preview. I know I've talked about it on the last couple of shows, but by the time you hear this, all the vets, rookies, everybody would have reported to camp. Their first practice, the 27th, so that's uh, Tuesday, at least when they get into camp. I'm, I'm not exactly sure when they actually hit the field nowadays with these NFL rules. But the 31st, I know, is the first practice where season ticket holders will be able to be there. Unfortunately, due to other commitments, I will not be able to be there. But I know that's always fun to get that first look at the team. Everybody's pretty juiced up. It's just an exciting week. Like all the NFL teams getting back to camp is just really cool and uh, an awesome time if you're a football fan. The Lions do have another season ticket holder practice in kind of mid-August, which actually be under the lights in the evening. So that that should be interesting as well as plenty of other times that fans and people get down to training camp. And like I said, we're probably three weeks away from preseason games. So everything is right around the corner. Football is back. And we'll talk all about that. But but the the big thing I want to get into on the show today, I I'm gonna do what you guys seem to love out there. Every time I do this, I mean the numbers flying up uh, up the charts. I mean uh, the show has continued to grow every single episode. But when I when I break out my roster reviews, <laughs> when I start going position by position or giving some hot takes, giving some opinions on where the lines are at roster wise, you guys seem to love it. So I'm gonna do that kind of before training camp and give you kind of my early opinion before these guys actually hit the field and all these reports start coming out about maybe what I see happening to some of these players at different positions. So we're, we're, we'll work our way through that kind of in rapid form. There's a lot of things to talk about, but we'll get we'll try to get everybody in here on the show and who knows what else might pop up so before we do that though we got to get our great sponsor betonline.ag in here betonline is the place to go take a quick listen to that and everybody we'll be right back what's going on believe in lines listeners now bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up so head on over to their website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, we're back from the commercial break. Thank you so much for listening to betonline.ag. Please go check them out. Please support them. They support us. What a great sponsor of the show. Really appreciate it. 
And uh, let's get right into this. So, like I said, the first thing I want to talk about is why will this work? Well, I just want to do a quick take on why other regimes didn't work. And there's a couple reasons. You guys might think this is crazy, but I think the Lions were a little bit ahead of the curve when they started going all wide receivers, all these fancy offensive weapons. You know, not only were they ahead of the curve, they missed on certain players. You know what I mean? They just did not select the right people. Now, had they found the three nasty receivers, like, you know, do you get Andre Johnson instead of, what was that, Charles Rogers, you know, instead of, you know, Mike Williams, maybe they they pick another offensive piece. You know, I think they could have had a dynamic offense there in the, what, the early to mid-2000s. But like I say, that's kind of when I was just getting into football but looking back at it, it's kind of like they were going for this high-flying offensive type team. But I don't think the NFL was there yet. You know what I mean? I think the NFL was just sort of still stuck in their ways. Defense wins championships. You could still mug people on the outside. Lots of things were still going on. And nowadays, you know, we are in a passing league and, and the rules are definitely structured to the offense. So, You know, sometimes when I see these teams taking, like, I don't know, high-flying tight ends like Kyle Pitts or wide receivers left and right, I understand why because of how the league is set up right now. But I've also continued to be an advocate of that you can find really dynamic receivers late in the NFL draft. There's usually a couple nice pieces in free agency, but it is hard to find the big boys, both on the offensive and defensive line. It's hard to find lockdown corners, you know, things like that, hard-hitting, versatile safety. So I think the Lions, the, the reason it's going to work now is because I think they've got away from spending those high resources on the the weapons, the toys, the 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 fringe players on the outside and I think they are building in the trenches which another reason I think this is going to work and why the fan base is so excited because how long have you heard Lions fans talk about man if we just had a really good offensive line. Well, I think you got one now. You know, and you should be excited about it. Oh man, if we just had a aggressive, tough, dynamic defense. I don't think you have that yet, but I think you're getting there. You will get there with some of the pieces they already have. And if Brad Holmes continues to draft heavy on that side of the football, and I can't wait to see what Levi and Ali McNeil bring, you know, to this defense along with Iffy, the uh, corner slash safety prospect that they have. So the reason I think it's going to work is because they're, they're building it the right way. I feel like the uh, attitude across the board is the right way. And it's not just because it's positive. It's not just like, oh, everyone's happy. It's just going to be a great team. Like, you know, they, they're they nice to the players, so that's going to work. When last time we thought, man, the, the players need, you know, to be drilled into the ground. No, that that's not why. It's, it's a sense of being like a player's regime. But also, yeah, I think the Detroit Lions country clubs are gone. You know, I feel like they've... We did that out. Even the last regime helped weed that out. You've got some players now that that know how to practice and know how to to get after it. And you just start adding all this young talent with these first-round picks coming up the next couple years, multiple first-round picks. You get some of these players to blossom, like Mr. Okuda. You know, Tracy Walker comes back to form. The big boys up front do their thing. Derek Barnes ends up showing that he can play in the middle of the defense. And your other corners actually can cover somebody. I think that's how you build. You can always kind of 
supplement offense in today's game, both through the passing game, got a dynamic running back. I'm hoping that Swift comes into his own, but even if he doesn't, you know, with Jamal Williams there as a backup and Hawkinson, I think they're going to be able to get by fine this year and even be dynamic in the future, even if they don't spend first, second, third round picks on wide receivers, running backs, court, you know, all these things that they've done year after year after year. It's like they're getting away from it. Now, am I saying that if you're in the top 10 and there's some dynamic receiver that you don't take him? No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that you just have to weigh the pros and cons of of the player itself. And I think Brad Holmes did a really nice job of that. So the reason it's going to work, they got away from the old way of doing it, just trying to sell jerseys, you know, and trying to, you know, put that type of product out. Now they're trying to not only win ball games, but also be appeasing to these players of say, hey, Detroit is a place you want to be. And we're going to be physical, we're going to be aggressive, but yeah, we're going to take care of you in the same sense as a player. We're going to reward you if you come here and ball out. And uh, I think that's going to be really fun to watch. So I'm telling you, everybody, like all the national pundits, everybody's down on the Lions. I B-O-E-A-V in this regime and the Detroit Lions that maybe not this year, but maybe they will. Maybe not next year, but I think they will. The following year, they damn sure will. You know what I mean? After the next two drafts and and the way this thing's built, we're going to have a really ferocious, nasty team, good salary cap, quarterback that's going to be rolling, whether that be Jared Goff or somebody else. So I feel really, really positive about where they're going. And I just think it's going to work. I just can't tell you how quickly and, you know, exactly – how they're going to attack it, but all signs point up right now. And none of the drawbacks of previous regimes, in my opinion, of my way or the highway. Oh, come come visit the Detroit Country Club if you're an aging veteran and get paid and then wash out of the league. None of these first-time, you know, just no-name coaches, you know, guys that have been in the league, guys that were on the come-up were brought in here. Dan Campbell's like a football guy. He's not a, a offensive whiz kid. You know, he's not a, a defensive disciplinarian. He's a football guy that's a football coach at the head of this thing, and that's really important. So I'm telling you, everybody, I'm telling you right now, it's going to work. I just don't know how quickly, but I'm excited, as I know Lions fans are heading into this season. All right, let, let's do a little training camp preview. Again, I kind of told you guys maybe what to look for, watch some of the main players, watch the mojo, all that type of stuff. And and I gave you the dates. I mean, July 27th is when all NFL teams report. You know, there's usually, I know the recording over here on the weekend, Lions rookies got in, I want to say, on July 24th, 25th. You know, they do the check-in. They kind of go through some, some hoops here and there, but... We're we're basically less than a week, and when you're hearing this on Thursday, I mean, they they have either already hit the field or are going to be on the field on Friday with season ticket holders uh, in tow there, uh, sh- you know, shortly thereafter, and then it's open to the public. So, you know, training camp 
to me, it's it's just a great thing for the team, the coaches, the fan base. Just crazy to me that last year we had no training camp, no preseason, but then they just rolled into an NFL season with no fans. They show highlights or something, just those empty stands. It was ridiculous last year. I don't think we even realized because a lot of us were just so happy that we're going to get some football. We didn't care, but you look back at it. I mean, just NFL games with no one in the stands, these 50, 60,000 seat stadiums. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So I couldn't be more excited. I think that uh, when you talk about a training camp preview, first thing you want to talk about is, you know, the health of the team from the start. You know, we don't want to have any lingering surgeries or injuries. I don't believe that's the case. You obviously have your fingers crossed every time these guys hit the field that you're not going to have a uh, somebody blow out an Achilles or a knee or whatever it may be. And the Lions have had way too much of that in the past. People want to blame it on the strength and conditioning coach or players not being tough enough or whatever. I mean... Just every year I feel like I'm saying, all right, this is the year they, they're going to have to be like a lot of these other teams and just get fortunate when it comes to injuries. But every year, a couple big players go down. They're one of the most hurt teams in the league. They got the most people on the IR. You definitely got to stay healthy, no matter if that's you know what they're doing in practices or how you're how you're running certain things, telling guys to get down, get out of bounds, you know, whatever you got to do to sort of preserve your top guys you got to figure out a way to do that the other thing with training camp is i know fans will definitely be looking for um you know how hard are you working or you know what do you see is jared goff putting the ball on the ground or is the ground get or is the ball getting zinged around all over the place accurate on time looking good i mean that always looks good for the quarterback but that also is always worrisome about the defense you know you used to hear things about oh matt stafford's doing this that and the other it's like well the reason Part of the reason was because when those corners would go out on game day, they get roasted, toasted, and extra crispy too. So, I mean, hopefully now Jared Goff looks confident, looks uh, sharp in practice, but you also want that D to to be sticky and and make plays because I think that'll translate to the field as well. So hopefully it's kind of an even mix. Um, You know, I didn't mind the, uh, you know, hey, take a lap. Hey, we're going to run this, that, and the other. Like, you know, I don't think this regime will do that, but I think having a little bit of team accountability, even if it comes from Brockers and some of the other boys, like, hey, man, you put a ball on the ground, you do something in practice, like the players, you know, put something in place that says, hey, you know, we – are going to hold you accountable. We're going to have punishments per se for bad play. I think that'd be really important. And and that's, it's hard to get, but really when you think about it, those teams where the, the players run the locker room, the players hold everybody accountable. If something goes down, it's much more, like I said, you know, I'm looking around this team. I mean, you just don't really know who, uh, who some of the leaders are going to be, you know, right now it'd probably be Brockers and Trey Flowers, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. And then on offense, you're probably looking at Taylor Decker, you know, I I don't know if Ragnall fits in there or not. And then, you know, I, I just don't know where Jared Goff's going to fall on the leadership scale. Cause he's done everything right. You know, saw a pitcher recently. He's coming in when the rookies are coming in, working. He was at Tiger game, taking pictures with fans, looking like he's excited. So I 
I think that he could be his own type of leader. You know what I mean? Which I think this team does need. We don't need another ho hum quarterback, you know, going about his business all shucks and I'm gonna try better, do better, you know, if this or that would have happened. It didn't, you know. We just want wins and want you to make plays. So you gotta keep your eye on the quarterback, the defense there in training camp. Like I say, everyone's gotta stay healthy. And I just encourage fans, everybody to go out there and uh and take a look. I mean you'll get a good look at maybe who's running as the one, two, three at the wide receiver position, you know, who's going to be that backup tight end that comes into, you know, that role behind TJ Hawkinson, you know, that's going to be interesting. You know, look on the defensive side of the ball. Hey, who's the number two corner? You know, is it AO? You know, is it the, uh, is it the new guy they brought in over there from the Seattle Seahawks? Is it going to be, Corn Elder, you know, is it going to be Iffy, you know, Iffy Melifonwu, the corner from Syracuse, the rookie, you know, it could be. So a lot of that, you know, Tracy Walker and um, Marlowe back there on the back end, are they going to add anybody, you know? Is there going to be one of these young cats that's going to show up? I, I saw a picture recently of Elise Mack, the, the second, third, fourth, tight end, fifth tight end, whatever. Dude was yoked up, looking good. Look, he's ready to make plays. We'll see what he's got. So that that's kind of what you learn at training camp is kind of what these guys have, what kind of shape they're in, how's the team look overall, you know. And it'll be interesting. I cannot wait. I think training camp's a great thing. Preseason, you know, I get all hype about it, and then you watch preseason, and it's definitely not NFL football, but – you got to protect your players, and we'll see what Dan Campbell and company do when it comes to the training camp and the preseason. Are they going to really work them? Are they going to take it a little bit easier? Nobody really knows, but we definitely do like the vibe of the team. We like the health of the team right now, and just can't wait to see them on the field. I know lots of Lions fans are probably the most excited I've seen Lions fans in a long time. They B-L-E-A-V right now, and they want to see continued good play, excitement, Wins on the field, all that to get him going. So, all right, everybody, let's do this. Let's get another great sponsor in here real quick. And we'll come back and we'll do this whole roster review. I mean, we'll get the offense and defense in here. We'll go rapid fire. I'll give you some takes. We'll talk about some guys that can play or are going to show up. Talk about some guys that might be working at the bowling alley before you know it. We'll do all that right here in a minute, right here on Believe in Lions. Everybody, we'll be right back. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, I am fired up. I am excited to tell you about one of our new great sponsors. Now, by now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, it's time to go see what the buzz in the Dynasty fantasy community is all about. Free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, and so much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Do you think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. 
still not sure? You can test your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. So here's what I need all you guys to do. Head over to Reality Sports Online. You'll hear me talk about it on the show and call it RSO. Head over to Reality Sports Online and check them out right now. All right, everybody. We are back from that commercial break again. Thank you so much for the sponsors. Really appreciate that. Now, either on this show or if you guys don't know, I have another podcast which talks about our, our great Lions. It's called the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast. That drops on Anchor Podcast, that platform, but you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Music, just like you can here on Believe in Lions. But I said either on this show or the other show that one of my go-to things when I just want to take a quick look at a roster and kind of see the one, two, three type depth chart and where these players are somewhat sorted out is a website called our lads, O-U-R-L-A-D-S dot com. I believe these guys are across the pond, but like I say, it's very easy to take a quick look at. They seem to usually have people sorted pretty well. There's definitely times I look at it and kind of cross-eyed or shake my head, but they do a good job. They stay up on these rosters, so I'm going to use that as a resource today and just kind of look at this team and just give you some of my thoughts. So let's get into it. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball, heading into training camp, start the quarterback position. You got Jared Goff there as the new Lions quarterback, number 16. He's cemented there, and it'll be interesting. David Blau or or Timmy Boyle, you know. Um, our lads actually has Blau as the number two. A lot of people thought Tim Boyle was going to come in here and be, you know, a fan favorite, a guy that wows people in the preseason. But I know Jeff Risden over there at USA Today Lions Wire, where I get to write some articles, do some fantasy articles, along with some Lions content. Uh, Jeff Risden said, this guy can't play. He just was not looking good in practice, Tim Boyle. And David Blau has got a lot of pub recently for his wife being in the Olympics and doing the hurdles. And they were on Good Morning Football, and they seemed just like a tremendous couple and great people. But I've seen David Blau play, and... I don't think he can play either. So, you know, it's a toss-up for me. Whoever's kind of the backup clipboard holder, hopefully they don't have to get out there. You know, I'm just interested in Tim Boyle because I don't, I haven't watched him much, haven't seen him. I have seen David Blau both in the games as well as be here a little bit. But he does seem like a great guy. Um, you know, kind of that prototypical backup that is helpful and a good quality person and makes some plays in practice, but not a guy that you want out there on the field. So Jared Goff's the guy. I really expect him to play above average football to start the year, get everybody really hype. He will have some dips where people are real frustrated with him. But overall, I think when you look back at the season, you're like, man, Jared Goff played really good football. You know, he, he was very accurate. He protected it better than people expected. He won a few like close ball games uh, in the clutch like Stafford used to. And yeah, just spread the ball around and just look like a good average, above average NFL quarterback. A guy you can win with if you surround him with um, skilled players and a good defense and a good offensive line. Let's let's go ahead and just well went we to quarterback and I just mentioned O line. Let, let's get to them. That's the other strength. That's a big strength here for the Detroit Lions, in my opinion. Taylor Decker playing left tackle. Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow, Stenberg, and then moving over to the right tackle. Penny Sewell, the rookie. Um, you know, 
our lads here has Stenberg penciled in at the right guard. I mean, that's that's a hot take because a lot of people don't have that, but I like it. I feel like, you know, the Lions are going to start probably with Hal Vitae, but to me, he's shown he can't play. I would actually personally, even though the guy's sort of in a contract here, I wouldn't mind playing Tyrell Crosby at right guard and Penny Sewell at right tackle because they know each other, they like each other, they're buddies, they went to the same school, there might be some nice chemistry there, and then put Stenberg slash Hal Vitae as the backup. You could use either one in a pinch, but... That might be a way I would go, even though I would expect Mr. Vitae there to be a right guard just based on what he's getting paid and what the coaching staff has said so far, but that could definitely change, or he had some injury issues last year. When you're looking at backups, I mean, again, I mentioned a couple there, but Evan Brown, you know, got Tommy Kramer, who's an undrafted-type rookie, Dan Skipper is still around, Matt Nelson, who played some tackle and surprised some people, is still around. You know, Drake Jackson is a backup center who might find his way on this team. Some good things. I believe he was out of Kentucky, an undrafted kid as well. But those front guys, and if you can keep those top guys healthy, you're really good to go. Like most Lions teams, I don't see a ton of great depth here. I mean, there was trade talk about Crosby, but to me, it's just sort of like, ah, you know, you just use them this year. Use him how you want, and then he'll probably be gone, would be my expectation, along with Vitae. He'll be gone after this year. So, you know, really strong offensive line, not a ton of depth, but most teams don't. You know, if you have stud starters and a guy or two that can play swing tackle and a swing center guard, you know, guard type player, you're usually good to go. Lions looking good there. Let's go ahead and go back to the running back position, one of my favorite spots here on the team, DeAndre Swift. Jamal Swaggy Williams behind him. Jamar Jefferson kind of settling in in that third spot based on them uh, getting rid of Carrion Johnson. Dedrick Mills, kids out of Nebraska, I believe. Undrafted rookie. There's been some buzz about him. They brought in Michael Warren, who has some intriguing traits. If, if I had to break this down, again, Swift, Williams, Jefferson. Mills maybe makes this team, but it's going to be tough. And the Lions are going to keep Jason Cabinda as the uh, fullback flex-type player as well as a guy that played some defense in his day. So it looks like he'll make the team once again as well. So Lions could use a veteran, in my opinion, in that room or, or just as a backup to a, to to Jamal and DeAndre. But then, then you don't get to see what Jamar Jefferson has. I mean... Brad Holmes seemed to love him. So, you know, that's that's where they're at at running back. Those top two guys should be fun to watch. They're, they're not one of the top units, in my opinion, but Swift has a lot, a lot of upside, big ceiling. Jamal Williams seems really excited to be here. I'm interested to see what they what they do. And they're much younger, much more juice than we've had in the past. And I hope they produce with the, behind the offensive line. I really do. Move over to the tight end position. TJ Hawkinson, stud, pro bowler. Hopefully he's just unguardable in the middle of the football field. And they brought in Darren Fells. And the guy I mentioned, Elise Mack from uh, the Saints. You know, I think he was either undrafted or drafted late, but he was a good college player. I'm really curious to see what he can bring. You've got Brock Wright from Notre Dame, as well as Hunter Threadford behind him. They also brought in Charlie 
Toei Asasopu. Oh, man, I think I nailed that. <laughs> I did not practice, but I think I nailed that name. Uh, he's been around a bit, too. I remember him in college. Not a, not a bad player. Jake Hausman is there. And then they don't have Hunter Bryant on this list, but he's still on the PUP, basically, or the injured list. But to me, in a perfect world, it's Hawkinson. It's either Mack or Bryant. You know, in that range, if you get the young cats, but in in the real world, it's going to be Hawkinson, Fells, Bryant, or Mac, whoever in front, the next guy behind him. That's probably what you end up seeing on game days or just on the general rosters. Four tight ends, I would think, would make it. All right, we got to get to receivers, everybody's favorite position. You got Tyrell Williams, you got Brashad Perriman, you got Amon Ra St. Brown, Quintez Cephas. Khalif Raymond, Victor Bolden, Damian Ratley, Tommy Kennedy still around for some reason. They brought in Chad Hansen, who's Jared Goff's boy. Uh, Geronimo Allison is st- still here, I guess. Sage Surratt, the undrafted kid out of Wake Forest. He might surprise some people. And Javon McKinley as well. So looking at this, I mean, it's... It's really intriguing who becomes the one because fantasy football and a lot of fans, I mean, they're saying St. Brown is going to be the guy right out of the gate as Ricky. I mean, I'm somewhat on that train, but I just love him in the slot and just as a, a better than advertised player when we start playing real games. But who's going to be better, Tyrell or Perriman? I mean, I'm going to go to Tyrell. I hate his number. Number six is a horrible number for a wide receiver, but that is what it is. Perriman's wearing Galladay's number, and he could either be incredibly dynamic with his speed and and getting deep passes, or he could be off the roster before you know it. I don't know where he's going to fall in, but I think you get by with Tyrell and Perriman. I really do. Cephas, to me, needs to take a big step forward. He needs to play more. He needs to make more plays. Or his career could be short with the Lions, but I am intrigued by him as a player. He showed some things last year when he got out there. I like his game, but I don't know what his ceiling is. Can he be a good 3-4 receiver in the NFL, or is he farther down the depth chart, or is he going to shock me and become like a 3-2 on this team? Because you could even see him being a number 3 or number 2 option this year based on this depth chart. Khalif Raymond and uh, Damian Ratley, to me, are more special teams, more slot guys, speed, whatever it may be. You probably only see one of those two guys. Chad Chad Hansen, to me, can make this team. He's kind of like that shifty slot, uh, got a little bit of juice to him, too. And like I say, played at Cal, I believe, with Goff. He had some moments in the NFL where he's caught some balls, had some touchdowns, had some early buzz as a player, and then has kind of bounced around. Wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, shows up a little bit more than you'd expect as well, just coming onto the team. Everybody's saying Sage Sherratt might make this team. That would be surprising to me, but that would be interesting because he's a he's a big boy that can go out and make plays. Uh, Geronimo Allison, I mean, I had some hope for him last year because I liked him somewhat as a player, but when you sit out, I can't see him jumping over all these other guys and being dynamic on this team, even with the lack of depth and skill really at the wide receiver position but Javon McKinley a guy that they kind of went in big for at undrafted free agency I could see him being a player I could see him kind of making the bottom of that wide receiver roster so if you're asking me before camp I think it's going to be Tyrell, Perriman, Cephas, St. Brown 
And then you got Victor Bolden in that mix, too. I didn't mention him. He's been showing up and getting some rave reviews from Dan Campbell and company. So maybe he's that fifth guy. Chad Hansen. I probably think they keep about six. So, you know, gosh, there's a lot of... That means you're cutting Raymond and Ratley. I think one of those guys makes the roster. So, I don't know. Can you have Bolden, Ratley, or Raymond and Hanson? I don't know. And then you're cutting Sherratt and McKinley. So, I don't know. I just know those first couple guys. Tyrell, Perriman, Cephas, and St. Brown will be your top guys. And then it's a it's a pick em after that. I wish I could, could nail it down a little bit more for you. But who knows? We'll wait and see on that one. All right, everybody. Let's take a quick pause one more time when we come back i'm gonna talk about the defense get the defense and, and the specialists in here everybody we'll be right back i am what's going on believe in lines listeners now bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up so head on over to their website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, back from the break once again. Had to take a pause there just for a second, but here we're talking defense here. So this is the before training camp kind of overlook of the roster, quick takes, opinions. I mean, you look at the defense. We'll just start up front. I mean, lots of big boys, lots of big bodies, and the Lions couldn't get after the quarterback the last few years. But they've added to that position. I'm thinking some of the young cats might come into their own. So when you start at the defensive line, start with the 18-plus million-dollar man, Trey Flowers. I mean, he's here. I, I think he's going to have to really play well this year to justify another year in Detroit. He seems like a really hardworking, good dude, but I just don't see it. I don't see the passion in his interviews. I don't see him making dynamic plays. He gets hustle sacks. He does have nice technique on some of those swims and things that he does, but I just don't see him like making strip sacks or just making enough plays to justify that contract and to be on this team. I think that they're going to look for more of a bendy, freaky edge rusher and it could come as soon as this next draft so I I do like Trey as a person though and a player I gotta say it Um, the other so they have it set up as him as the defensive end left defensive tackle they have is Michael Brockers so you got Flowers and and Brockers they have on the left side there kind of as the other interior player they have John Penasini and then they have Okwara out at the right defensive end outside linebacker whatever you want to call it so a lot of times you'll probably see like Brockers Penasini or McNeil you know and maybe a maybe another player inside and then Flowers Okwara Julian Okwara a mix of those type of players, Austin Bryant, standing up, rushing, coming from all different angles. Should be interesting to watch. You also got the Young Cats, Levi, a.k.a. Big Denim, and Aleem McNeil in interior there that you can move around that they drafted highly. I'm interested to see them. You've got Nick Williams, who's still on this team. Big dude, strong guy. Need to see more from him. Jay Sean Cornell, I mean, he's taken from that school that I shall not speak of, blew out his Achilles. Seems like he's back, but he's really going to have to impress, I think, to make this roster. You got Kevin Strong in the interior, uh, interesting, decent player, but he's kind of fighting for his, his life down there. Brian Price, 
Um, Reggie Gilbert they have on this roster. Charles Harris, who was a highly drafted kid, first rounder, I think, that went to the Dolphins, Atlanta, you know, and trying to find himself. Can he make this roster as kind of an outside rush type player? And then you got Deshaun Hand as well. Where are they going to play him? Outside, you know, defensive end and 3-4. Is he going to be an interior player when they go four-man fronts? We'll see what they do with Deshaun Hand. But I think he's still a really good ball player as well. So when you shake that out, Flowers, Brockers, Romeo and Julian O'Quara, Austin Bryant, Ali McNeil, Big Denim, Deshaun Hand. I mean, those are the guys I'm going to count on. And then we'll see if anybody else shakes out or surprises us at the back end of that roster. And, yeah, I left John Penasini off that because he had a nice year last year. He's a decent player, but I'm going to try to load up and get people that attack, get after the quarterback more so than a guy that's sort of a a pluggy nose tackle. I I want to leave McDeal in there, to be honest, over over John Penasini. But we'll see how that rotation goes. Very interesting to see and – Can't wait to see how they break it down, how these guys play when they get on the field. All right, let's move back to linebacker. It's very interesting as well. Our lads has them set up this way. Starting outside linebacker, Jalen Reeves-Maben. Guy's played like six snaps his whole life with the Lions on defense, I feel. But I liked him in college. He's bulked up. He's slimmed down. I mean, who knows where he's at now weight-wise. But he's a decent run and chase player when given the opportunity. Middle linebacker, starter, they have as Jelani Tavai. I mean, obviously it'd be nice if he made plays, high second round pick, but that that's not the guy you want in the middle of your defense, in my opinion, based on what he showed so far. Obviously, we're all optimistic. We B-L-E-A-V in this team and hope that he can play, but it's a little bit questionable to say the least. They got as the uh Kind of like the the Sam or the other linebacker they got as Jamie Collins. I mean, most of you know my thoughts on Jamie Collins. He's wearing the number eight, which is a horrible linebacker number. He showed me no passion, effort most of the time last year. Yeah, sometimes he showed up, made sacks, or made an eye-popping play. But I saw way too many times where he got ran away from, and i just sick of it. But like I say, he's on the team. He's paid. He's going to have to show up this year. As far as Jamie Collins' backup, they have Alex Anzalone. I mean, I could see him being a starter based on him knowing the the Saints-type scheme as well as just being a hard worker, a little bit faster-type player. They have Jelani Tavai. They have the backup middle linebacker as Sean Dion Hamilton. Again, our lads kind of has this as a 4-3 here on this setup. I would like the Lions or expect them to be a little bit more of a 3-4, but who the linebackers are, you know, is all how you call them. Trey Flowers is not a linebacker, but he will be listed as so on some weeks. So, you know, it's a little bit different. They'll probably show four backers at times, which are those outside rushers and then the interior players. In a perfect world, eventually, will be guys like Derek Barnes, you know, Sean Dion Hamilton, I think, can play. So I would really like to see him show up and replace people like guys that we're sick of seeing, like Tavai and Jamie Collins. We'll see how that shakes out. The backup outside backer for Jalen Reese Mabin is Derek Barnes right now here on this setup. And how are they going to play Derek Barnes? Are they going to play him on the outside and just let him fly around and rush the quarterback? Are they going to put him in the middle of the defense, wearing 55, and let him make the calls and be kind of a 
you know, get after the run type guy. I mean, I'm really interested to see how they'll use him. But man, this guy looks like a great athlete, just a great kid, leader, captain of the defense. And uh, how quickly he comes along is going to be very intriguing for the team. There's no question about it. See who else we got here on the depth chart. Robert McCray, Anthony Pittman. Here's a guy to watch if you're going to training camp or just in the preseason. Tavante Beckett, I believe out of Marshall, undrafted kid, wearing number 59. I've heard some buzz about him. You know, that he, he's kind of a playmaker and the coaches seem to like him. So maybe he may be a linebacker that kind of surprises and ends up making the bottom of this roster and uh, maybe being out there and making more plays than you would think based on many people not knowing about him. But uh, we'll see what happens. So those are your linebackers. You know, in a perfect world, you got to get Derek Barnes. Anzalone, Hamilton, Collins, Tavai, Reeves, Maven, those got to be your guys. And then the rest, you know, special teams and depth players. Cornerbacks, this would be another interesting spot. You got you got Mr. Okuda on the outside is the number one corner. You got AO, they have as the other starting corner. Amani, Oyuwarie, number 24. You've got the backup behind Jeff Okuda is Quentin Dunbar. I don't know why I couldn't remember his name earlier, and I have a hard time remembering Quentin Dunbar. But every time I want to say it, it escapes me for whatever reason. He's wearing the number Uno, very swaggy number. I like this guy's game. I could see him pushing AO for a starting spot. Backup behind uh, Mr. AO is Ify Malafanwu. Um, like his game, like his size, everything about him. We'll see where he shakes out. And the other guys behind those top, you got you got four top guys there at the at the cornerback position, and we we all know the slot corner is like a starter, and we've got Corn Elder penciled in at this slot. He's gonna be wearing number twenty nine if you're down at training camp. So, Mr. Okuda, Ao, Quentin Dunbar, Ify. And Corn Elder, those are going to be your top set of guys. But Corner is another spot where people could come out and surprise you. Just show up. They're like, wow, I didn't expect him to make as many plays or be on the football field as much. I mean, you got Mike Ford. Don't like his game, but they paid him. He's around. Jerry Jacobs, I know, just did an interview with uh, another Lions podcast and uh, seems like a guy that's very motivated and, you know, good guy looking to make some plays. Keep your eye on him. Kind of interesting college player, undrafted kid again. You've got Elijah Holder as well as a, as a backup corner type. you got A.J. Parker and Alex Brown there. So, like I said, you heard the starters, backups, you know, there's nobody there that I think is going to shock the world other than Jerry Jacobs could maybe make the bottom of the roster and be interesting. And let's hope Mike Ford got better than he's shown previously while playing with the Lions. Moving to the safety position, one of the thinnest here on the team. I can't believe they haven't added anybody. I don't know what we have here, but we got a free safety listed as Tracy Walker. His backup they have here as Dean Marlowe. You've got a guy's name that I can't pronounce behind him. And you've got D'Angelo Amos after that. Um, the guy's name I can't pronounce. You know, he might make some plays too. I got I to gotta learn that name. I-G-W-E-B-U-I-K-E. 
Igwabuke. I'm going to go with that for now. I need to learn that, check that guy out to training camp. They do have the starting strong safety as Will Harris. I know a lot of you guys are like, ah, oh, Will Harris can't play. He's horrible. He's going to be cut. Like, you need to root for Will Harris this training camp because Will Harris was drafted in third round. He's a good kid. He's got the size, got the athleticism you look for. He just needs to find a better role. I mean, can he not cover? He sure hasn't been able to early in his career, but I think he's got the abilities to do so, but he's much more of a move around, blitz, you know, just he's just got to play more. You know, I feel like he, he's got to find a role and be out on the field and know his P's and Q's and just make more plays. But to me, it's going to be Walker and Marlowe are going to be your two starting safeties. But I would love to see Tracy and Will back there doing their thing. But that has not worked out well for us the past couple of years when they have been leaned on or been out there. C.J. Moore is a backup behind Will Harris here on this list. Bobby Price and Jalen Elliott. As much as I rip on the safeties, I actually think C.J. Moore is more of an athlete and maybe can do more than you've seen with the Lions. He's just been a special teams ace. Bobby Price really interests me as well from an athleticism standpoint and just the size and ability. Same with Jalen Elliott, kid out of Notre Dame. I've always looked at him like, man, maybe we should get him some snaps, number 42. Um, but he's never out there either. So I I don't like the safety position. I feel like it, they should have addressed it earlier with the draft pick, free agency, whatever it may be. But maybe Jalen Elliott, Bobby Price, and uh, Will Harris can play. And then that would really you know, be a young core that might be fun to watch. I don't know. So that's that's basically your defense. I mean, overall with the defense, I feel like the rush is going to kind of be fun to watch. A lot of bodies, a lot of different type players up there. Hopefully they didn't get after the quarterback. Corners as well. Like I think Okuda will take a leap forward. AO will probably be better. Um, if you will be fun to watch. Quentin Dunbar is either going to be boom or bust probably with him. Corn Elder, even though they haven't penciled in as a slot corner, like I'm not holding my breath that he's going to be incredible, but I think he could be either as good or better than Coleman has been recently, just from a consistency standpoint. And then you got some wild cards there as depth players or bottom of the roster guys. I mean, need a couple of those guys to show up to kind of make this defense fun. Uh, no, I don't want to say fun because I think they'll be fun to watch. I just don't know how dynamic they will be from a turnover standpoint, getting after the quarterback, or just are they going to be fun to watch? Or are they going to be a liability? You know, I think they're going to be fun to watch and better than expected, and the offense is going to be better than expected as well. So they're going to complement each other and be better than most think. That's that's my opinion. Now, this is normally where to end with the specialist, but you guys know the specialist, right? I mean, you got your kicker, uh, your punter, I mean, Jack Fox. You've got Randy Bullock's our kicker nowadays. Don Muehlbach's the long snapper. Uh, nobody else matters. They do have St. Brown penciled in as a punt kick returner. We'll see if he gets that role as a rookie. But uh, like I say, the kicking game is not a big deal. Obviously, we do need to make our field goals. Jack Fox is lights out when it comes to punting the football. I don't see him taking any steps back. But the game nowadays, you kick it through the end zone. You don't get many returns. Not too worried about it. But, hey, that, that's my general overview of the offensive defense roster. Pull this up on our lads. Grab the little uh, thing they give you if you go to training camp. Get to know the names, the numbers. 
of some of these players and and hope that the stars play like stars and hope that some of these guys that you don't know or that at the bottom of the roster show up and push some of these other guys because we do need competition. We do need depth, and the Lions need to have a few guys come up that are unexpected because the roster is still thin, they are still reshaping it, and they're going to need players that we're counting on to play better than expected and we're going to need guys that we weren't counting on to show up and to be able to play on Sundays as well. So everybody, you guys know I B-L-E-A-V in this team. I am so excited football is back and I cannot thank you enough for subscribing, sharing this with a friend and listening every Thursday morning to Believe, B-L-E-A-V and Lions. Take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. Football is back. Enjoy it. We'll have preseason and regular season before you know it. And get in some fantasy football leagues, too. Everybody, I'll catch you next week. Take care. I'm out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.